Happy New Year everybody and welcome to Classic Reviews, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and uh, this season is going to be, this not really is going to be a season um, and I'm going to have to explain this in each episode I think. Um, so these are supposed to be the January 2023 episodes to kind of kick off the new year. Um, wasn't able to get time in 2022 to do the fifth season. This this is not the fifth season of Classic Reviews. I have totally different things in mind to talk about for that. So what I thought I'd do, in order to still get some holiday episodes out, um, to kick them off for 2023, is, um, I'm doing four Disney and Pixar films. As you would have seen in the title, Classic Reviews, Disney, Pixar... Um, and pick just four of my favorite not really favorites because I've already covered the Toy Story films. Um, four of Disney's and Pixar's films that I like that I haven't talked about yet and talk about those. So instead of just completely leaving classic reviews for this holiday season, I wanted to at least still do something. Um, so this is going to be the first of the four of those. And it's for The Incredibles. Um... Yeah, The Incredibles. So, yeah, this is one of the ones I wanted to choose. I have reviewed already The Incredibles 2, which already is four years old. Well, five years old by the time that you hear this, at least. Uh, For me, just for reference, it's the 12th of December today, but I'm preparing this for the New Year content, the holiday slash New Year content. Um, Yeah, 2004. Um, It's been quite a journey with The Incredibles. Um, I have a lot of things to kind of say about them and... Something that was kind of going through my mind as I was watching this film is we've got so much untapped potential with these characters and with this universe and with the with these you know with, with these characters and whatnot. Um, and it really is a shame that you know, you nearly twenty years since I mean when this podcast comes out it'll be nineteen years technically um, since the first one and we've only had two films from them. Um, and I remember saying at the time, I remember in 2018 when the second one came out, and I was like, can we not wait 14 years to do another one? And it's already been four years, so we're already some of the way there, but, um, you know, I'm gonna be in my 30s soon, I'd like some more, in. I'd like some more Incredibles, you know, before I get, I mean, obviously, there's, there's no age limit or restriction on this film, uh, it's obviously a family-friendly film, but, um, I would like, you know... M- more Incredibles, m- more more sooner rather than later, because I really, really like these films. I like both of the films a lot. Now, it has been four years since I've seen the f- second film, and it's been, well, five minutes since I've seen the first film. From memory, I do still think the second film is better. However, I do love this film. Um, there's a few little bits and pieces of it that are sort of... I don't know, it's interesting because um, usually Pixar slash Disney films at the very most are like an hour 40 minutes, 90 minutes usually, sometimes you know 80 minutes, like an hour 20 or something, usually 90 minutes, this is a two hour long film, or an hour 52-ish, and there's, it's, this isn't the case of like the film is too long, because it's got like it's got enough in it like it's got there's there's certainly like different chapters and different arcs to go through um but I do still love it I just I don't know from memory again it's been 4 years maybe I need to watch the incredibles 2 again I'm not going to do like a rewatch review I've already reviewed the incredibles 2 um it's just like I don't know I I do think one one of the strengths of this film I think is introducing us to these characters, telling you a bit about each of them, showing what they can do, showing the family dynamic, showing the life dynamic as well, and obviously setting up the villain and all that kind of stuff, and then leaving us with a cliffhanger for 14 years, <laughs> uh, which uh, they do get back to, obviously, in, in The Incredibles too. But, and I kept thinking, like, during watching this film, of, like, I'm really, really enjoying this a lot. Um, and there's the nostalgia element to it, of course. Uh, I mean, th- th- nothing's ever going to make me more nostalgic and happy than like Toy Story, for example. That's like the that's like the top top level of things. Um, but I do love these characters. The only difference 
um, is we've had two films in nearly 20 years. I mean, there's been some little shorts and things here and there, but that's not really that much. Um, whereas with Toy Story, we've had four films, and then obviously Lightyear as well, and all, all these different things as well. Um, so for like a good chunk of nearly half of my life, Incredibles was just not there. Like, from 2004 to 2018, that's quite a long time. I mean, I went through all of, like, what was it? I went through most, if not all, of primary school and then all of high school and um, all of college by that point. <laughs> like, And The Incredibles was something that's, like, um, if, if you've seen any of my Twitch streams, I do have a poster of them uh, that's, like, on the wall behind me and then I've got, like, a Toy Story poster next to it. It's always been, like there in my mind the Incredibles but it's just not been as um uh there as frequently and again you've got this massive I mean bear in mind you know I was born in 94 Incredibles is 2004 and then you have 14 years away from the franchise it's a long time it's a long long time um but I do love this film I really do I think these characters are really cool I think they're really really great um but where where the second film is able to take more advantage of the first film is this this film that this first one does a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of okay like this isn't because they're a superhero family but they're not Marvel and DC it's not Batman it's not Superman it's not Spider Man it's not Iron Man it's not the Avengers it's not the Justice League so although superheroes have pretty much always been popular at least as long as I've been alive pretty much. Um, this was like, because this, this isn't even like, you know, other comic book stuff like Hellboy or, um, Umbrella Academy or Sandman. This isn't things like that. This is like, it was a totally new IP, I think, um, you know, back in 2004. So this was sort of like, oh, a family of like a group, an ensemble group, but a family of superheroes. Um, and you get to figure out what they do as the film goes on. Um, but it's not got that, I mean, it's got the weight of Disney and Pixar behind it, obviously, but it's not got that weight of like, oh yeah, Batman, oh yeah, Superman, Pe people who reckon, you know, recognisable characters, these are like brand new characters and stuff, but, um, again, as much as I've got a few little quibbles about this film, I do really love it, um, I just think it's a little bit long for a, a Pixar film, but the pacing is very good, so... It, it's one of those things a little bit like Black Panther Wakanda Forever, where there's a lot in there. So it's a lot of information and things to take in, but it finds its place and it, it doesn't like waste time with stuff. The pacing is very good. Structure of this film is pretty good too. Um, you know, you've got some different things you're kind of dealing with as well. Um, but yeah, so yeah, 2004, directed by one um, Brad Bird, uh, obviously from uh, Disney Pixar, um, 26th of November 2004. Um, it's got a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 97, and IMDb 8 out of uh, 10. I'm just kind of surprised, like, I don't, I don't remember back in 2004 what the reception of this film was. Um, and I remember when The Incredibles 2 came out, and, uh, I, like, I came away from that film being like, okay, it simply improved, because the sequel's supposed to improve on it, on the first film. And I think it just added more and, and, and did more and, you know took took advantage of the potential more um which again in this film you get the introductions to the characters and you get to see some of the potential but then the second film takes advantage of the more of the potential so you've got that going on uh, let's go through some of the cast because i uh i remembered some people like i remembered samuel l jackson as frozen that's pretty iconic you know where's my super suit and all that sort of thing that was great um I have some I have some uh, MCU related comments about this film as well, but I'll, I'll get to those in a second. So Brad Bird as Edna E. Mode, uh, Holly Hunter as um, Helen, so the, the mother. I'm pretty sure she's is she the one that voices um, Bart Simpson as well. I, I I think so. It might be a different person. Craig T. Nelson as Bob, uh, so that's Mister Incredible. Frozone Samuel L. Jackson. Now, when I heard Craig T. When I heard Bob in this film, because I had forgotten like. The, the voice cast for this film admittedly like some of them you remember like Samuel L. Jackson and I thought okay I'm not going to look anything up I'm just going to watch the film and enjoy it and then you know look at stuff on Google while while I'm talking which is what I'm doing now 
And I was listening like Bob's voice, Mr. Incredible's voice throughout this whole film. And I was like, okay, who is this voice? I, I thought at one point, I was like, is this David Harbour? Sounds a little bit like David Harbour. Uh, of course, um, what's his name? Stranger Things. What's his name in Stranger Things? Um, Hopper. Yes, Hopper um, from, from Stranger Things. But no, it's not him. It's Craig T. Nelson, uh, which is interesting. Uh, then you got you know Samuel L. Jackson as Frozone. Where's my super suit? Uh, Sarah Val, who is Violet. Jason Lee, who is Syndrome. Um, Wallace Shawn, recognize that voice. Of course, Toy Story. You know Rex in Toy Story. Um, also him, what Wallace Shawn and Craig T. Nelson are in uh, Young Sheldon, the Big Bang Theory um, prequel with obviously Young Sheldon. Ellie Fusil as Jack Jack. Uh, Michael Bird as Tony. Um, John something or other as the Underminer, Spencer Fox as Dash, and then I've got Nicholas Bird as additional voices. Um, some of these names I honestly haven't really heard of outside of these two films. I'm, I think most of this cast returned for The Incredibles too. I think that they did. Um, but yeah, that's your that's your cast list. Um. Something kind of interesting in terms of the MCU. Why am I bringing up the MCU when talking about the Incredibles? Well, some something that was kind of going through my mind, and in a scene, and a fan theory that I was reminded of. Okay, so you got Disney, Pixar, which is where this is. The, the, uh, the Incredibles is part of Pixar's obviously studios. You haven't really used it very much over these last fourteen years. Um. You've got two two films out in fourteen years, basically. Uh, no, not fourteen years. Sorry. Um, uh, more more than fourteen years. Um, eighteen years now. Yes, eighteen years. Um, you, you've got two films in eighteen years, which isn't very much. I mean, this film is older than the MCU, and came out before Avatar. That <laughs> tells you how old this film is. Um. So yeah, I mean, this film is only five years older than in, than uh, Toy Story two. That's that's pretty wild. That's quite wild. Um, you haven't used them very much. There's still so many things you can do with the Incredibles, and something which I mean, I'm very grateful for Pixar. They've given me so many films I've loved and enjoyed, both as an adult and as a child, and all the years in between. They've given me so many films I've loved over the years. They are probably my favorite film studio. And as much as I love the MCU and Marvel Studios. Pixar's literally been there for me my whole life. Like, you know, Toy Story 1... Toy Story 1 came out the year after I was born. And I'm still enjoying their films now. Now that I'm, you know, 28. So, they, they've, they've been there the, the whole time. Pretty much. Um, part of me was kind of thinking, like... Okay, the MCU's in the multiverse. Obviously, these aren't Marvel characters. What about if you just stuck these characters in the MCU? I just want... And I get that Pixar, although they have done four Toy Story films and the prequel-ish thing with um, Lightyear, and I loved all that. Pixar does a few sequels, but they don't they don't have things lasting long, long term. Like they don't make they don't usually make you know five films in a franchise. They usually make at the most of about three. I mean, we've had three Cars films. Um, the, the the two Incredibles films you've had um, what's it called uh, two Monsters Inc films you, you've had like a, f a a few sequels three usually at the most Toy Story being the exception and I know that Pixar usually wants to like hey we're gonna do a masterful first film and then we're just gonna move on and that is something that frustrates me about Pixar because you've created so many awesome characters over the years that I would just like to see more of more of them. Like, I want to see more of the Monsters, Inc. I want to see more of the Toy Story characters. I want to see more of the Incredibles. Uh, more of, like, so many other their characters. And you've got, like, you know, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. But the Incredibles feels like it's built a bit differently where you could do a Dis You could very easily do, like, a long-term Disney Plus series with, like, multiple seasons. Um, but it, it, it's been not dormant, just very inactive over, over all these years. And I just want Pixar to, to see the potential in The Incredibles. I mean, I'm sure that they do, but... Um, I don't know. Pixar don't seem to like to get, you know... Tied down long-term with 
too many different IP. That's why they don't make that many sequels of things. Um, but still, it's it's still interesting. Um, anyway, let's take a break here. We'll come back in a minute. And uh, let's talk about some actual parts of this film. Because this is kind of my general talk about you know how I feel about it and all that type of stuff. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back in a minute. And we'll continue talking about this film. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, let's get back to it. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some of the events of the film. I like the story structure of this film. Um, apart from... Because I, I, I like the different acts in this film. Apart from the start. The start feels like... Not really the flashback thing, but... Um, the way they play it is kind of interesting because you have like um, Mr. Incredible in his heyday, so to speak, and Elastigirl's there. Obviously, Dash, Violet, and Jack Jack aren't born at that point. Um, and he's saying he's trying to like save the city as, as he is and and do all that kind of stuff. Um, and then like the scene, obviously, I know him and Elastigirl are are, are together uh, or Helen. Uh, are together but they play it off as if like if they're not and then they get married like the next scene and then you skip to fifth, uh, 14 whatever it's 15 years later which is ironic because that's how that's roughly how long it was between the first and second film so um which is interesting because syndrome kind of mentions that later like hey 15 years too late and that was kind of uh interesting so um I, I think that the only change I'd make in the story structure, and I don't know quite where you would do it, because um, obviously you've got that bit of backstory for Syndrome as well, the whole, like, was it Buddy Boy thing or whatever that you, that you called him. Um, I think they should have done that as a flashback, but then when you first flash, when you do the flash forward, or not really a flash forward, like the time skip, and you have Mr. Incredible at his day job, I don't know that you can start the film there. Although maybe you can. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can. It just... 
Like it may, it may, once you get into this film and then you see Syndrome later on, it makes sense as to why you put the start where you put it. It just feels, it feels like, and it, it is its own little contained kind of thing, and it, it is kind of a, an intro sequence. Um, I just would have maybe put it somewhere else. That's that's the only thing I would say. Um, but no, I like how the story of this is kind of. He's clearly retired. He's now doing this office work instead. Um, and like trying to sneakily tell this woman how she can, you know, solve her situation. Um, I like the visual way they play that out as well. How you have like, because it looks like where he is is in a building, but it's a bunch of cubicles within a roof, and the roof is higher, so he can poke his head out of the top. Um, I'm sure there's offices that do that or used to do it or whatever, but um, that was that was kind of that was kind of a visually interesting kind of thing. Um, and then you kind of settle into like. Um, Seeing all the different bits, like you, you sort of see. Okay, um, Helen is the um, uh, like I, I don't really like the term housewife, but she's like the work work from home type of mum, um, sort of thing. Um, and like she takes care of, like she she works from home and uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, like she looks after the kids or looks after Jack Jack and and that sort of stuff. Um, and then like Bob, uh, Bob's the one that's going to work, and then you see bits of like. Um, Dash kind of being a bit Bart Simpson esque because like the I'm pretty sure the first scene Dash is in in this film is he's he's in the principal's office and the teacher's kind of like, hey the tack was wasn't there and then it was and then like oh we, he moved and he's trying to analyze the tape and and they kept kind of play it off as like, um hey he's kind of like not okay you 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 can go home sort of thing I thought that was interesting, um. Because it kind of show it kind of shows. I think the intro to all the four characters and Jack Jack as well, obviously, kind of shows like a bit of who they are. Like Dash is a bit of the troublemaker. Violet is kind of the quiet girl at school who's like got a crush on the popular kid, um, which traditionally, more in in a more tropey sense, that's played the other way around, where it's like the nerdy, geeky boy, right, who has a crush on like the the, the popular, attractive girl at school. Um, that's like a traditional sort of trope. You don't really see it as much now, but um, it's kind of interesting. You play it the other way around, um, and Violet is sort of, um, and they give her this kind of like. I know she's got black hair, but they they, they give off this thing of like she's the quiet like um, goth girl sort of thing. Like the the way they play off of her character in in the opening scene. Um, I mean, she's literally trying to like. Be, be a quiet goth sort of girl and sort of like literally hide herself because she goes invisible in that scene um so plays her off as like she, she's a bit nervous and a bit anxious but she, she's like the quiet girl at school um which you don't see that that much in in things maybe in some like ya dramas and stuff you, you probably you possibly sort of would see that um but again usually it's played the other way around where it's usually the the nerdy geeky sort of guy uh and then bob is sort of like I found it. I found Bob kind of the, maybe the most interesting here, um, and he's the one. It's interesting because in in this film, Bob is kind of the main character, but then in the second film, I remember they switched it round. So Elastigirl Helen was the one that went off and did the superhero stuff, and Bob stayed at home, uh, which I thought was an interesting kind of switch around. Um, but the way they play it off is like he's clearly missing his superhero days. He's going out on these secret bowling nights with Frozone, you know, with his old buddy and everything. Um, and uh, like he's missing the superhero days and all that sort of thing. And he's like clearly not happy with his job. Like he's doing the sort of like, you know, the office job sort of thing. Um, but I, I I thought the dynamic between all of them was 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 very well set up and very interesting. Then you kind of get more into things, and um, there's the scene with the rubble and all that, which is which is quite good. Um, the the scene with the rubble is interesting, like because I I, I rem- there's a lot of scenes I remembered. I didn't remember this film like beat for beat, but I've seen it. I think I've seen it twice. I mean, it came out in two thousand and four. I think it's the third time I've seen it. Uh, I remember I saw it on a plane once. That was, gosh, that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, that would have been a long, long time ago. Um, so yeah, but I, I remember with the, yeah, the, the scene with the rubble is, because that's kind of a big breaking point of like, she works out what he's doing and clearly he's missing the good old superhero days. But, um, obviously they, they 
explain in the intro that um uh what was it that like they they all got suspended um which is which leans into a bit of the um what's it called leans into a bit of like civil wars story like when the avengers have been destroying too many things and and that sort of stuff um that leads me back to i forgot to mention it that the fan the fan theory that's out there which i think is quite a fun one and this this ties back into the to the mcu there's a scene much later in the film where um Frozone, you know, the the super suit scene. And there's the shot of a helicopter that is spiralling out of control and um crashes into the uh in, into a building and whatnot. Now there's a bit um spoilers for the ending of kind of uh, Avengers Infinity War, which is a technically an ultimate by this point but the end of that film where it's um is it agent miranda i think her name is kobe smolder's character and obviously you've got um nick fury uh who's also samuel L. jackson's character and it cuts to a scene it's after the thanos snap and you know a bunch of people are like disappearing from the world because that was what, what was happening and clearly a, a pilot of the helicopter almost it, it's almost framed the same way the scene and there's a helicopter in Infinity War at the at the end there um, that crashes, and some people think, in a fan theory, um, although it would, it would have to be kind of a multiverse thing. Although they don't have to, you know, Samuel L. Jackson can play two different characters. Um, that that helicopter that crashes into a building, like in the view behind Frozen, he's arguing with his wife about where his super suit is and why he needs it and all that sort of stuff. Um, that that is the same helicopter. Um, I mean, time-wise, that makes no sense at all because the MCU wasn't even a thing in 2004. We were still getting, like, you know, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. It's still kind of fun. It, it's still kind of kind of cool, I think. Because, um, yeah, it, it, it did explode next to a... Um, what's called? Next to a building. So, I don't know. But uh, that's, that's it's kind of a fun fan, fan theory that, like, oh, that, that is the same scene from Avengers Infinity War, but it was just made years before <laughs> kind of thing so um i don't know but uh, that's that's kind of a fun thing um but yeah they, so they, they 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 do all that they they show all that kind of stuff the the bowling and um obviously he gets the message after that from um i don't think we ever got her name actually syndrome's assistant uh her name listed here i don't remember them naming that character which is unfortunate that the the assistant that sends bob that video and he's like oh i have to write it down because it's going to explode or whatever um i remember them giving that character a name in the film it was just like syndrome's assistant which is which is a shame um and then you kind of see like okay like he's lying to his wife he's been you know fired from his job but he's lying about oh going on a conference call all this kind of stuff um, so you have that as like that's him kind of <clears throat> that's his sneaky way I suppose of kind of um, what's called getting back into the superhero days but using using work as an excuse which is cool um, and then later on you get Elastigirl getting back into the swing of things and then later on in, in the forest scene you get to see individually more of what the kids can do which i think is great that's that's the story structure bit i was talking about which i think is pretty great so it's like it has these different acts and i i like the way it sort of lays itself out other than like like i said again at, at the start the intro scene it feels almost a bit out of place to, to everything else um i wonder if you do move and cut that scene into somewhere else um I don't know, because you, you could have possibly used that, because like when Syndrome reveals who he is, and he goes, uh, you know, Bob um, recognises that, okay, it's this guy, maybe you play that scene then? I, I, don't, I don't know where you would exactly put it, because then you've also got like, the marriage of Elastigirl and, and Mr. Incredible, but I don't know, it just feels a bit out of place towards everything else, because every, everything else from there, I think, flows pretty naturally. And the way that they show in stages of like, this is Bob's story part then showing off a bit of helen and then going to the kids and then they all team up and then take down syndrome and then it it, it sort of like goes very well from chapter to chapter uh, chapter to chapter and i think that's very very good 
Um, speaking of Edna, um, I'm, I remember thinking she was a cool character. Uh, even after I saw, I don't remember everything that she does in 2018's film, but um, she's she's in that one as well, I I think. And I remember thinking like, okay, I remember she's like she, you know, a friend of the family who helps make the super suits, and she makes ones for the kids and things like that. She's much better than I remembered. Like she's she's a very cool character, and like like from it, all the little mannerisms of her, like the way she says "darling" and like her kind of um strength as a character i mean you know she's like very small and all that kind of stuff but like she's very vocal she's very not commanding not 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 commanding but sort of um she knows how to kind of i don't know be a powerful character and she has got like clearly a lot going for her and everything um but no she's 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 a lot more She's a lot cooler, a lot more awesome than than what I kind of remember. Because the Edna scenes start playing out, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, she's you know, friend of the family, makes the suits and what kind of stuff. But her character mannerisms, and she's like just so different to everybody else in this film. But it, that's that's a good thing. Um, but she's no, she's very very cool as well. I I, I really like her. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the the story structure and stuff. I don't. I I ended up almost kind of recapping the film there, which I. I can't do because that will take ages. But um, there's there's a lot that's, that's going on in here. Um, I think there's some really great set pieces. Um, which one would be my favourite set piece? I do like the bit with um, uh, where Elastigirl gets caught between the doors, and like all of it happens by accident, but like she's able to um, get her way out of it, like literally using her stretchy body. Um, like from the way that like she feels where the guy's face is, she, she can't see the guy's face, and she punches him, and then like some guy is looking at her leg in the door. It's like, what's what's this leg doing here? And she's like, oh, there's a guy there. I'm gonna kick him, and then you know that knocks the power out, and she gets the key back. Um, I thought that was that was a pretty good um scene. Um, which one of these would be my favorite characters? I mean, I do like Edna a lot more than what I remember, so she's very very cool. Um, I've always liked speedster characters, you know, like Flash, or you've got, um, uh, is it Mercurial, whatever her name was, from Eternals, um, she's very, very cool, you've got, like, Quicksilver, you've got a few others as well, a bit, a bit of an interesting difference, obviously, you know, you've got characters like the Flash, who can literally run so fast that they can time travel, Dash can't quite sort of do that, um, he can run on water, which is very cool, um, there's two very cool scenes with that as well. One where obviously you know the the plane gets destroyed and um, Mum makes a boat <laughs> out of her body. Uh, she can also make a parachute, which is great. Um, Violet sits on the boat and then dashes like he's he he's the engine because he's he's the one that's like running and stuff. Uh, and then there's the bit where I think it's Syndrome's robot is um, you know destroying the city and stuff. He loses control of it and. It's interesting because he, he knows that, um, because it's kind of one of them things, right, in, in, in those speedster type films where a character can run really fast and then it's revealed at a certain point, like, oh, they can run on water, that's so cool and that, like, changes everything. Because, I mean, technically, so when, when he's, um, say, leaning on his mum, and he's using his legs for for the engine. He's technically not running on water. Then he's just using his speed in his legs to make the you know to to use the the energy there. Because um, by his reaction when, um, so like he's running and running and running, and then he like puts his hands up like he's bracing himself, so he doesn't didn't know he could like solo run on water. I suppose. Because um, I suppose there's a difference between. You know, essentially pad- paddling your legs in the water and using that as speed, and then actually using your whole body weight and running across the water. I suppose there's a difference there, but that's very cool. And it, it, his reaction is so great as well. Like, oh, that's. It, I think he does like a little chuckle or something. That was that was quite good. Um, Violet, yeah, she's got. Um, I was gonna say a portal. It's not what she can do, is it? Uh, she's go invisible, and she can, of course, um, have the shield, which she's a bit like nervous to use at different points, which was quite a good arc for her. Uh, Last girl, obviously, really stretchy, and she can do that in a bunch of ways. Um, 
I would say power-wise, Mr. Incredible is kind of the least interesting, just because, okay, he can jump far and he can smash things up, but when you're talking about, like, characters that can go invisible and use shields and characters that can run really fast and characters that can stretch, there's a lot more, there's just a lot more interesting opportunity with the other three, and I mean, Jack-Jack's like, we we don't even know everything that uh, Jack-Jack can do, even up to this point, even past the uh, second film, um... That was interesting as well. That like, with um, was it the the suit Edna mode scene, and obviously um, Helen's like proper freaking out. She's like, "What? What are you? What are you doing? You know, what? Why are you making these suits?" And he's like, "Hey, you know, I made one for the husband. Your husband. I thought I'd make one for the rest of you." It's like that makes sense. Um, and then the, the, so the assumption throughout this film from the family is like, oh, Jack Jack's never displayed powers. He, he doesn't have any, I guess, like off screen or something. Or in the 15 years, um, they've like tried to see what he can do or something. Um, and they technically don't even know at the end of the film, do they? Because when he's being kidnapped by Syndrome at the end and he's like turning into a devil and turning into like a like a full metal body and doing all this different kind of stuff and like turns into a fire baby or whatever you'd call that they don't see any of that happening they just see like oh he's he's syndrome's flying up and uh he's just struggling with jack jack i I guess they just think oh jack jack's being a nuisance so uh, obviously because he's being kidnapped but um that's it's interesting that they they didn't think um you know that he had powers and then it's revealed to us as the audience is like oh no he doesn't just have one thing he can do but it, le- it leaves you with interesting questions because it's like okay he turns himself into like three things in one scene what else could he do um i think it's a bit later on in the second film where like he teleports or something like that i think like he teleports really short distances um and again where i talk about you know the untapped potential of the incredibles you could give jack jack his own film uh, I mean, you'd have to obviously age him up a bit first. You, you couldn't have, like, a solo baby film. Um, but, like, I don't know. Have, have like, or even, like, a special Disney Plus episode, like a special presentation thing where, I don't know, the fa- the family realises. Because I can't remember in the second film if they realise. I think that they, they do learn at some point, don't they, that he's got powers. Hand him to, like, Edna. For a for a day or something, and see like what suits she suits she can make for him, and there's there's so many things you could do just with him, let alone the rest of the family. So I would just really like to see these characters again. Um, what else is there in this in this film to talk about? Um, so many great set pieces, like I said, uh, like Jack Jack running through the woods and him with the sister. I'm glad that they gave the kids like their own time to shine as well, and I'm not expecting like a dash and Violet film. Uh, I mean, if you're going to do something else with The Incredibles, you include all of them, unless you're going to do, like, a Jack-Jack special or something. Um, but no, if you if you were to hypothetically make, like, an Incredibles 3, obviously you'd have all of them come back, and Frozone as well, of course. Uh, Frozone's very, very cool. He's Iceman, essentially, isn't he? He's Frozone. Um, he can, you know, make ice bridges for himself, freeze things. Um, I completely forgot as well, again, it's been four years since I've seen these characters, I completely forgot about the mechanic of Frozone's powers, like, he has to be hydrated, which makes a certain amount of sense, but that's like, uh, I guess that's one of his, like, flaws as a, a, as a hero, is that he can't just do it on command, um, because there's the two bits, isn't there, there's the one in the, um, burning building where they're saving people, and one that is, uh, Excuse me, one that's, um, and like he's saying, like, oh, it's the air is too dry or whatever, and he's, he's too dehydrated and he can't, uh, make any, he, he can't use any of his powers. And then the bit later where he's like, you know, the cops telling him to freeze or what type of stuff, and he takes a sip of drink. Um, I totally forgot that that was a part of his character, but as I said, I haven't seen these characters for four years, so I'm gonna forget a thing or two, aren't I? I suppose. Um, but no, he's he's really cool. I I forgot as well that he um, uh, what was it? He made that little sort of like circle platformy kind of skids on, or um, skates on. I I guess you would call it. So that was quite cool. Um, 
I want to talk for a minute about some some games. I remember on the PlayStation 2, I never got around to finishing it, but there is an Incredibles game. I think this is more when you were getting a lot of those like licensed Pixar Disney films. Uh, the the games like they they were just they were like little very short little games um, for the PS1 and the PS2. Uh, those pretty much died in like the early PS3 days when you'd get a film and then you'd get an accompanying game and the story would just be the film and you would just play parts of it. There's actually two games as well. Um, there's one. It's so interesting because it, the, the film came out and then I think afterwards it probably was the um, what was it called? The, the game the game came out and it, it was like a PS2. It was probably on GameCube or something else as well. But it was a PS2 game and you play the different sections of uh, this film. Um, and I never got to like the. I think I did the Mr. Incredible bit at the start, and I did some of the Elastigirl, but I don't remember playing as the other two, uh, Violet and um, and Dash. I don't know if you can play as Frozen or whatever in that game. And then I remember on the GameCube. I mean, at least I got it on the GameCube. There was a game called Incredibles Two: Rise of the Underminer. It came out years. I think a couple of years at least before the film came out. I was like, oh, this is kind of strange. Like, a clearly sort of licensed tie-in game has come out. I think that was before Incredibles 2 was announced. I don't remember the exact timeline of everything, but I remember playing it and thinking, this is cool, but this is strange. Like, the film doesn't exist. Um, And then a good few years later, um, because you're talking GameCube... A game on the GameCube, and then a second film in 2018. Um, and that was when, uh, when did the PS4 come out? Yeah, PS the PS4 was in 2013, so years after even the PS4 came out. So there was a long gap. I I I've like never seen that happen before either. It was it it was kind of strange. Um, but yeah, as a game, I don't I don't hear anybody talking about either of those two games anymore. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't remember how accurate it is to the film, because the film wasn't out at that point, but it, you could play it in, like, co-op and stuff, like, one of you could play as, uh, one of the Incredibles, one of you, could, you could play as one of the other ones, um, and I remember you could play as Mr. Incredible and Frozen, I don't remember about all the other characters, I really want to go back and play both those games now, and watch the second film, because it's, it's, it's just been so long, um, but that was, that was pretty cool as well, but... Like I said, when I was watching, going through watching this film, and I was like, j- just thinking of all the potential, like you could have another film, you could have maybe a TV show. There's definitely p- untapped potential behind getting e- either a really good co-op studio or somebody like that to make a proper, not big big budget, but good budget, you know, proper triple A. Incredibles game where maybe you do some team based stuff, maybe there's some co-op stuff or, or whatever. Um, uh, you you could do like a bit of like how like how um, Guardians of the Galaxy is structured. Um, you you could definitely do a game like that because if it is a case of you just play as one of them, then whatever. But there's definitely untapped potential in that, and uh, I don't know. Even since 2018, when the second film came out, it was like, oh, this is pretty good from most people i i really really like that film and then ever since then the incredibles has just gone really quiet so it's it, it's it's quite sad because yes obviously you know in terms of superheroes disney's only really concerned about obviously mcu it's such a big thing for them but um there's definitely things you could do with uh with, with more things you could do with the incredibles um that's most of the stuff i want to talk about um what else do I want to talk about as well? I, I talked about most of the characters. All of them are very good. I suppose I have to talk about the villain here. Syndrome. He's alright. He's quite good. Um, His motivations make sense. His actions don't. Because um, it becomes clear that like... So he's been... So obviously it was a case of like... He, he was told by Mr. Incredible when he was very very young. That like, I don't need you. You shouldn't really be here. And you understand Mr. Incredible's side of like... I can't just take you on as a sidekick, like, you know, where are your parents kind of thing, you know, um, and then he's, like, you know, uh, was, was down from that, you know, uh, over a long period of time, um, 
And then you wonder, like, okay, how did you afford this massive, massive place? And he kind of says, like, oh, I, I made some inventions and sold them, and he got really rich off of that. Fair enough. I mean, this was a plot that was written in 2004, so, or before that, so, like, fair enough, I suppose. Um, but, obviously, where he's gone tragically wrong is, you know, he's, so, so he's essentially been baiting a bunch of superheroes to go to his island to see if one of them is Mr. Incredible and then eventually finds him because it becomes clear that like okay once you found out that they weren't Mr. Incredible you just killed them uh, and then obviously kidnaps her baby so and breaks into you know a house and, and whatnot but um, so his actions aren't good but his motivations make sense it's just he takes the wrong action with it of course but no he's he's cool he's dead by the end of the film but I uh, also that's where you move on to the the underminer. It's so crazy as well that I mean I'll never be able to like I'll never quite shake this off in terms of a thought process. Like you had a very clear like it was very clearly set up as to what the Incredibles two was gonna be. Um like oh we'll just transition straight from that into the underminer. And then it just we waited fourteen years. I mean I get that films can take a long time to do just ask James Cameron um but wow that's a long time <laughs> uh it, it's not as if they had to I mean obviously they had to think of a script but it's not like you have a struggle for a jumping on point you, know, you go straight to the underminer at the start which I I think is how the Incredibles 2 opens I think anyway so um that was uh very cool as well but no, I really love this film um again I think the intro section is a bit out of place when you look when you look at it as a whole the intro section is like okay you understand why it's there, but it just feels a bit more out of place. But I love the sort of like the setup of all the different arcs and everything in this film. Uh how the story like plays out and everything. I think it's great. Um so that's pretty that's pretty good. I love these characters. I love this 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 uh franchise, I guess you would call it. I just want more of it. We only have two films over for, over like fourteen years. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Um but yeah, but I just like, I don't know, if James Cameron can get away with waiting, when was Avatar? Because I think that's been 14 or 15 years or something since Avatar um, 1 came out. And he's planned Avatar 2, 3, 4 and 5. Can I get an Incredibles 3, 4 and 5 as well? Because I'd, I'd be much more enthusiastic for that than I would be for uh, for, for whatever Avatar's going to do. Uh, I'd, I'd be much more enthusiastic for that. I said obviously three, four, and five because we've had Incredibles two already. Um, but again, it's I don't know. I mean, like, does it have to be Brad Bird coming back directing? Could you not hand the reins off to somebody else? Somebody else has got the interest to do to do something else with this. But then again, like I said, Pixar doesn't re- always have the sort of let's make three, four, five of these films. You know, they sort of make one maybe two maybe three at a stretch and then they just move on from that so um i don't know it's just like like even since 2018 games have moved so far tv has moved on amazingly as a medium you've still got the potential of films you've got disney plus as a platform you've got you know new consoles there's there's so much space there's so many areas um where you can do more incredible stuff, whether it would be a, a show or or another film, or a triple A game, or all of them. Um, but as I said, you know, Pixar just doesn't really. They make things into franchises, like you got the, the the Dory characters and Nemo and stuff, and you've got Cars and you've got Toy Story and things like that, and and Monsters Inc. But I don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah, there we there we go. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything yeah talked about the ending talked about my favorite characters so my my favorite character i think might be dash yeah although i do like violet she's she's kind of cool but i like all the others as well so uh, I, I like them all as, as as an ensemble group but uh i think dash might be my favorite which i i specifically remember when i was watching these films when i was younger dash was my favorite back then as well uh i i just like speedster fast characters that's just one of my one of my more favorite types of characters 
Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, that's it for this first episode of Classic Reviews. I have three more films left to left to do. I'm going to try to do them this week, and then you'll hear the episodes over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but what do you think of The Incredibles? What do you think of the potential? Do you never care to see The Incredibles ever again? Did you think Incredibles 2 was not good? Did you like the first one? Uh, who's your favourite character? What do you think of the story structure here? Uh, what do you think of, um, I don't know, if maybe Pixar gave this to Disney and Disney did more with it, or something else happened with The Incredibles? Because um, clearly I have the want to have more from these characters. I think there's so much more potential. But what do you think? Do you like this film? Did you like the sequel? Do you think you could do another game? Have you played the two games I've mentioned, the GameCube version uh, of The Incredibles 2? Have you played the PS2 game of the first film? Because um, we, we don't really get games like that anymore um so yeah let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever about the incredibles uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainment talk.org tv games films main night podcasts uh check out all of what we do over there uh entertainment talk.org podcast platforms entertainment talk um so there's all that. If you want to support us in other ways, you can, of course, just simply tell other people about what we do and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options. Have a look out for that as well if you'd like to. And if you do want updates about TV and film news, uh, Dave has got you covered over on geektime.co.uk and Geek Time Radio's for TV and film news, renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, all that type of stuff. So if anything does happen with The Incredibles, uh, you'll know from... Well, the internet, but you'll know from that as well. So there's that. If you want some fun content over on Twitch, Bex is streaming over there very, very regularly. Uh, Trista BYTES over on Twitch. Uh, retro chat and game streams. So Trista BYTES for Bex over on Twitch. And of course, other platforms as well. Me, Twitch over on eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. If you want to see that poster, by the way, that I was talking about, go to any of the most recent... Um, uh, gameplay things where you, you'll probably see like a uh, like a camera um, thing of me in the thumbnail. If you click on that, you'll probably see the Incredibles poster. It'll be behind me. So if you want to look out for that, then that will be on uh, visible on YouTube. Entertainment took place. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you for the next episode. Goodbye, and have a very good start to year. Have a good whole of the year, but good start to the year. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.